You are listening to the Hustle Fearlessly podcast. I'm your host, Fabiola Giordani. If you're here, you're ready to learn how to leverage your expertise to build wealth and create more freedom. On this show, you can expect practical mindset advice, actionable marketing tips and strategies to build a business that brings in more profit, more ease, and more freedom. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome to the Hustle Fearlessly podcast. This is episode number 15. Today, I want to talk to you about four ways you're making selling your course or group program harder than it needs to be, because I think it's a conversation that we need to have, um, period. <laughs> I think, um, not I think, I know this is coming from, I want to start by saying like most of these episodes are from experiences with myself in my own journey as a course creator. Um, and a coach, and of course, with clients and with my community. I talk about things that I know, I teach you the process that has been proven that I've literally had my hands in. So um, this is really coming from a place of just looking at the landscape overall of how courses are being sold, how money's being made online, and the opportunity for some incredible humans who have incredible insight and great expertise to get out there, impact more people with their work, and most importantly, make some damn money, okay? So <laughs> I'm being a little passionate in this episode, so feel free to put on some he- headphones if you're listening uh, to this where your babies are around. Um, and so I'm going to do my best not to uh, you know, go off the handle in, in a good way, but just in case, put some headphones on, headphones on all right? So I want to dive into this episode because I think this is um, just really something that we all need to be aware of because I think a lot of us think that, you know, making money or selling our offers every day requires a launch, requires this massive uh, long-term funnel, this overcomplicated process. And I'm all here for launches. I'm all here for funnels. I'm all here for automation. Anything that's going to make your life and business easier, I'm here for it. But these are not the things that are going to make you money, right? Because they do make you money, but it's not the only thing, right? You don't need to rely on those things to make money. And I want to talk about this because I think these four um, basically little sabotages are really keeping a lot of us from thinking through the process of how we can show up. So if funnels were non-existent and there was none of this other stuff that we had to do, how would we sell our work, right? And so that's what I want to talk about is uh, these four things, right? So let's dive into four ways you're making selling your course or group program harder than it needs to be. So I think what 2020 did to this to to us as entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs specifically, is it challenged it. It was great, but then now in 2023 we're seeing the effects because when we all went online, right? We're all at home. The world collectively it shifted did the, the the game basically right um it shifted the world as a whole but also how business is done and it also introduced a lot of new people in the marketplace and that's great for everyone there's room for everyone to thrive but what it also did was with that market expansion it also um created an opportunity for us to start getting more clear more concise and more focused in how we're showing up how we're selling and how we're marketing okay And so these four things I want to cover with you is really important because I think like for some of us who's been in the game for a while, it feels like launches become harder, selling becomes harder, funnels aren't really working, 
but it might be that you need to tighten up these four things to help you get to where you want to go. Okay. And I think I have three, but it's supposed to be four. Let me make a note on the fourth. Oh my goodness. Funny. All right. So let's dive in. Mistake number or the number one is you're speaking. You're not speaking to your most empowered version of your clients. And I think like it was never cool to scapegoat on who your ideal clients were, but it was easier because again, there wasn't a flood of new people in the space and there's always going to be growth in our industry. That's how the world works. Right. But what I think is more important is that now it's more important for you to even get more granular on who you serve. And I'm not talking about the demographics, right? Cause when people talk about your client avatar, they're always talking about the demographics and where the person's at. Da, da, da. That's great. But there is a need for you to understand the psychographics, right? So their values, how they think, how they operate, how they show up, how the, the people that you serve make a buying decision. This is really, really important, right? Because most of us, because we're taught marketing overall has been, we've been like inundated with a conversation of like pain points and the problem is important. Let me just be clear. You should always speak to the problem, but like the pain point and how they're struggling and overwhelmed. But for the most part, we're not speaking to the person of where they are because what I always tell clients, and you'll probably hear me say this a lot, is your community could have, everyone in your community could have the same exact problem and the same exact desire, but how, where they are, where they, when they're meeting you, right? Where they are could be different. Their experiences are different. Their values are different. How they want to show up is different. The, the solution and how it looks like for them in their head is different. So again, they can have the same exact problem, the same exact desire. That is not enough anymore to be able to sell, right? And so when you're not speaking to the most empowered version of your client, you're not clear on who that person is on a deeper level. And so your marketing reflects that because you're so focused on the marketing message, which I'll dive into next, and not enough about this person and um, their current experiences and their journey, right? And so an empowered buyer is an educated buyer. So you want to set your audience up for success and provide them with what they need to make that buying decision. Getting to know where they are is, is a part of that, right? It's not just about what you're selling. Um, and there are people who are actively solution seeking the solution that you have to offer. That's who your empowered buyer is. Now, let me be clear. Your empowered buyer, the person who's ready, still has fear. They still have doubt. They still feel like they're not ready, right? They're human, okay? I don't want you to think like this is just an exercise for you to be like, these people are superheroes. They're totally going to buy. I had a client once who felt like that. I was like, okay, I feel like I'm speaking to my most empowered buyer. These people should do this. But it's like, just because they have that problem doesn't mean they're they're your most ready to buy clients, but also they shouldn't have to do anything. They ain't got to buy Jack from you, okay? You're not the only one in the market. And even if you were, just because you have something to provide to them doesn't mean that your their money belongs, like, you know, you're guaranteed the sale. You have to know them in a way that's going to be able to help them see themselves in the solution that you're offering in a, in a way that helps them make that decision and say, yes. This is the process that I would like to go through. This is where I'd like to be on the other side. And this is the person I'm committing to support me in this journey, right? And so it's your job to be clear on that, right? To be clear on the person, which brings me to number two. The second thing is your messaging, right? So when you're not clear on who your um, person is that you want to really serve, then you want to get clear on that, right? But then you also want to get clear on your messaging. Gone are the days of generic messaging. And what I mean by that is like, there's, it's not the same. Like there's, everyone's offering something similar or close to, 
and people want, you need to differentiate yourself from your audience. But let me be clear about this. Differentiating yourself does not mean overcomplicating your messaging. This is the biggest problem I see people make is they now start to try to speak to their audiences if they're speaking to their colleagues. And yes, even if you're a coach who coaches coaches, okay, I'm one of those people too. It doesn't mean that they're not human. They want things to be simplified just like you. So you speaking to someone at your level, at your experience and all the things, even though you're speaking to that same market, doesn't mean that they speak that language 100%. Because again, they're having this problem. They're not 100% clear. That's why they need your help, your support, or someone else in your field, right? Whoever. That's why they need your, your solution. And so keep it simple. Oftentimes our messaging are, are inundated and overcomplicated because we're like trying to be, we're in expert speak, is so to speak. Like we're trying to speak like, um, you know, at a level that makes us look professional and all that stuff. And yes, it still does happen in 2023. I'll ask someone, you know, how they help their clients and they'll give me this long roundabout way and they really help them with something super simple. So um, I had a discovery call with someone who she was a life coach and her, I have to share this example because I want you to see how like it's complicated, but, um, she essentially her work, she works with entrepreneurs to help them. This is what she said. And I'll hope I'll tell you like the, the clarity that we've gotten as a result of that. But, um, it was like, um, she was just saying like, I help entrepreneurs who are, you know, feeling clouded and they're, um, unclear and they feel, and hers was really like bombarded. I mean, I don't know the exact words, but basically she was like, I just help them, you know, find their, their purpose and find their, their next steps. And it was just like really vague. And I'm like, and as I asked questions and got clearer, I was like, Oh, you help unfulfilled, you know, entrepreneurs who are unfulfilled in their current business, make a pivot or a change to their current business in order for them to feel more fulfilled and more, you know, happy and more profitable. Right. Um, and it wasn't even profitable, but it's really feeling more, more fulfilled and happy in their work because really what she was doing is just helping people, entrepreneurs who are already successful. There, there's no struggle in the conversation, but their biggest issue was that they didn't want to be in the business that they're in and they built something so profitable that they were afraid that making a pivot can negatively affect their finances and everything they've built. And for some of her clients, it was as simple as looking at pivoting what they're already doing to something different, but still staying in the same business model or maybe not same business model, but same topic. And for others is really starting new business, but they want to find fulfillment in their businesses and the work that they do. And it was like, that's how simple it was for me to be like, oh, that's what you do. Like, but for her, it was just like really getting stuck into the, 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 the language that she felt comfortable in, right? Like, and of course, when we talked, I was like, oh, let me sit with it. I'm like, cool, do that. But um, my point here is messaging plays a huge role in how you call people into your work. And I think like, not I think, I know that the most profitable and most successful campaigns, marketing campaigns, are as a result of clear and concise messaging. And your messaging encompasses a lot of things, which we could talk about this all day, but it's not just your I help statement, who you help and how you help them. It's also how do you evoke the emotion that's going to call in those people like, oh my gosh, that's me. That's where I want to go. That's the path that I want to take. It's just really embodying and, and having the clarity around your message. It helps you really articulate the power of the transformation that you offer, but also the journey in a way. 
I know I'm, I'm giving you a lot here, but my point is make it easy for people to understand you. If you want to start with the first piece of your messaging is how do you help people get the result, right? Where are they now and how do you help them get there? That's really what you want to clarify and speak in a way that your, your teenager, your toddler would clearly understand. Be like, that's what mommy or daddy does. Okay. All right. So the four, uh, I'm sorry. Number three is you are not committed to your offer at, to the level that you think you are. And this might hurt some people's feelings. And I think like when we get clear on when we hear some of these things, sometimes like, oh man, this, this is not me. I'm definitely committed, but let's talk about it. Okay. You may not be as committed to you as you think you are for your offer. So oftentimes because we're human, life happens, things happen and Let's say, um, cause you know, if you want to make more sales, you really want to focus on what is the impact that I'm creating in the world, right? As a result of going through this process I've created, how am I impacted or how, how am I creating change in the world? How am I impacting people? How I, how am I making a movement out of my work? So for me, I like to help my client think clients think about the movement that they're creating, right? I had a client who I like to do follows to my clients to see how they're doing. And she has this incredible program. Like this program is wildly like successful and not from a standpoint of her making money only, but her students get incredible results. And I remember talking to her in the catch up email and we were talking and she was like, yeah, you know, I want to relaunch this program. And I have seen, and you, and I'm, I kid you not like the, the, the testimonials she gets are insane. Right. And she was like, she was like, yeah, I want to create this other program that helps people create courses, da, da, da. And I'm like, no doubt you'll be good at this, but the best thing that basically she was like, I want to create something new. I want something exciting, da, da, da. And although she was committed to her offer, what we discovered in our back and forth chat is that like, sometimes the most, the best thing that you could do for your business is stick to the thing that's the most boring right now, because right now her offer was doing exceptionally well students were getting great results she's making six figures or more per launch like it's just insane the success she's having but in her mind she's like oh let me break something or creating something new let me create a new problem right and it was like it's not that she wasn't fully committed that she had to recommit herself to her offer because the truth is the impact that she's making her with her clients and her students in her program now she can scale that, she can grow that, she can help more people versus getting distracted by, well, I'm good at this, look at me, I created this curriculum, it's amazing, let me teach this other thing, right? So what usually happens is we don't really think about the movement and the impact that we're making because we're in it, we're creating it already. And so sometimes we forget that and then we start thinking, because we're creatives, we're entrepreneurs, no matter what you do, if you, even if you don't identify as a creative, if you are an entrepreneur, you are creative by nature, period. Like however you want to define that, but you are. And so our brains will automatically go into like, oh, I need to do this new thing. When really what you need to be doing is to double down on what's already working. It's to figure out how you can make this process of, of launching your offer, of selling your offer a lot better, right? If you want to sell more of your courses, you want to scale up your launches, commit to your offer, Commit to it to a level that really creates that momentum that you're looking to create in the world, right? Not just for your business and the money you're making, right? But for for the world, right? And oftentimes it comes to a point where we might need to make some updates to our programs, right? It may not be an external marketing thing that we need to solve. It could be fulfillment and how people reach out to us. How do they get coached, support, all those things, right? And so 
Stop making it about you and what you feel that you should be doing. So back to my client, what I told her was like, sometimes you got to focus on the most boring thing is the most impactful thing that you could do for your business, right? So we can say, let's create this new thing and no doubt you'll be amazing at it, but you're literally creating momentum and impact and change right now on this thing. Why are you breaking it? Why not, um, you know, up level it? And it, I'm all for creating new things, but I think at a certain point in our businesses, um, if we want to make the change that we want to see in the world, we really have to start committing to our offers at a level that creates the change, right? That creates the momentum, that creates the sales, that create the, the, the transformations, right? And so start committing to your offer at a level that makes you just, not just excited, because I think that's the other thing. I think it's, <laughs> a lot of us think like everything needs to be exciting at a certain point in business, especially when things are leveling out, consistency is happening, sales are coming in, it ain't going to be exciting for you to get up and keep selling the same thing. And that's one of the ways that we're sabotaging ourselves is like, oh, I'm not feeling the thrill anymore. But the thrill shouldn't just come from the new thing you're creating. The thrill should come from the results you're creating. And think back to the, th the time when you were sitting at your desk ready to put or whatever bed, wherever you work, and thinking about when you were wanting to create this program, when you were wanting to create this offer, how excited you were. And commit to that. Why were you excited to do that, right? Why did you want to put this this kind of education, this knowledge, this process into the hands of the people who needed it the most, right? And look at the students that's been impacted as a result of you taking the time to create that. All that comes into factor. You want to really commit to that, all right? And last but not least, you're relying on your launches, your launches and your launch assets to, you know, do the heavy lifting for you. So whether that's Facebook's ads, web, well, other ads, webinars, challenges, et cetera, right? We're relying on our launch assets to do the heavy lifting for us. And if you want to sell more of your programs, you really have to understand that launching and selling is an ecosystem, right? Basically, each phase has a job to do. Your audience needs to have different touch points with you before they can make that buying decision, Right. Because they're not just going to buy in the, not everyone, let me be clear. Some people do with the first interaction they have with you and your business and your offer, right? Some people need some time. Some people, whether they're coming from a cold audience or they're a warm audience, they might need some time to warm up to you, right? Um, and so, like I said earlier, even if they have the same exact problem and the same exact desire, the overall experience of their journey is different, is different for every single human being on this planet, right? So you might be speaking to, you know, people who want to lose weight, right? But some people may be parents, some people may not be parents. Some people may have a corporate job, some people may have more freedom and flexibility and they work from home or um, they might go to a corporate job in the building, right? Physically, some people work from home, some people may own their own business. So the... The problem of weight loss, like they want to lose weight is the same, but there are different journeys. So there are different things to be addressing, right? And so our job as marketers, I don't care what you sell, you're still a marketer because you have to market your work, is to really identify like, how can I create content that really speaks to the people that I want to serve, but also layer out the, 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 different, the different perspectives that they need to be clear on so that... 
um, the different perspectives, you know, and also the objections that they need to um, overcome in a way before they join my webinar, before they go into challenges. That's why having a pre-launch process is helpful and important because that's what your pre-launch is doing for you for your launch, right? Because it's easy to say, I'm hosting a webinar, let's everybody get on a call and we'll talk about this. And that's cool. Like that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But gone are the days of the webinar being like, the place that does all of that education for people because one people ain't got time to sit through your two-hour webinar okay like <laughs> not many people have time for that and two um even if they did i want to make a decision from a place of confidence i'm always gonna have fear because i'm human like we're always gonna have fear when we're making these decisions to pay money for our next step and our next level of evolution right it happens but we want to be able to we wanna be able to get the people who are most ready in the room, wherever that room is, webinar, live event, et cetera. The way that you make more sales, create like more impact because you're getting more of your ideal people in your programs is to be able to use the process of, um, you know, leveraging your pre-launch, having that conversation beforehand with your audience around shifting their perspective, around objections that they may, they may be having because by the time they get to that, you know, sales event, it's so much easier because they've already been educated on those things. Now it's just about you creating that comfort for them to say yes to themselves or no, right? Because it's, it, it, we're helping them make a decision. Not necessarily they have to buy our stuff because some people will, some people don't. But if you want to make more sales, if you want to, you know, have a more simplified and more easeful process when it comes to selling and launching and making money with your programs, you have to master these things that we talked about. You have to get you know, really clear on who you're speaking to, like really clear on the person, their journey, have super clear messaging. But most importantly, one thing I didn't say is messaging clarity is nothing if you don't know how to master it, meaning how to articulate the value of the results that you bring in the world. Like if you don't know how to say in a way that catches someone's attention, captivates them, get them to raise their hand and be a part of your world and join that movement you're creating, then it's pointless. You can be clear all you want. You're still not going to make the level of sales that you'd like to make. If you look at anyone in your industry, the results come from them creating a movement and being really clear and really, they have mastered their messaging. Their messaging, And yes, it does take some time, but with support, you can get some clarity to the point where it's so pointed, you're able to articulate it a lot more um, easily and quicker, right? And so it's it's your getting clear on who you're working with because I think a lot of us like, oh, I know who my ideal clients are. It's like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Get deep, understand where this person's coming from so that they can feel connected to you, right? It, they'll, it'll be more relatable to have a conversation when you know who you're talking to versus this ideal person that you think might be a good fit. And yes, I'm talking to you if you've been in business for years, trust me, like at every level, you're still in need of revisiting that. Your messaging is needs to be clear and mastered. Um, at least the articulation of it, the uh, committing to your offer, right? Because again, the most impactful programs are the ones that meet, even their creators might think they're bored with it, but they're still going um, and still making adjustments and changing and selling it. And then relying, stop relying on your launch assets to do the heavy lifting. This is where having perspective shifted content, having, um, you know, objection based like content is really, really good because that way people are getting on into your world and getting into the flow of whatever your sales event is really prepped and ready and really under, understanding like the process. All right. So I hope this was helpful and I hope that you had 
um, some aha moments during this experience with me, just because I want you to understand that it has nothing to do your sales, whether they're coming in hot or they're slow, has nothing to do with just like the mechanism in which that you are selling it, whether it's a launch, whether it's an evergreen funnel, whether it's posting on social, that has nothing to do with that. It's really these four things that you really want to kind of get really super clear on and hone in on in order for you to make a shift. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I've had clients who their launches are simply just showing up on social and writing emails. Like they don't do a webinar. They ain't got no, no, no podcast. None of the things. Okay. And mind you, like things have shifted. Algorithms have changed, but it, like you have to understand that most marketing tactics or um, strategies work. You just have to get clear on these things that we talked about in order for you to really create the impact that you want to make. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I will see you in our next episode. Um, and of course, feel free to hop on over to Instagram. I'm at fabio.jordani and let me know what your biggest takeaway or smallest is up to you was from today's episode. I will see you next time. Bye gorgeous. listening to today's episode. If you're ready to effortlessly sell and enroll clients into your courses and online programs, then I want to invite you to book a six-figure marketing consult call with me. In this session, we'll identify one profit blind spot what's not working, and you'll get the clarity and next steps for your specific goals. Go to fabiolodardani.com forward slash consult to book a spot on my calendar now. Bye gorgeous.